Please pray, come Lord Jesus, with me three times. Come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we celebrate Gaudate Sunday, which means Rejoice Sunday, we pray for a deeper understanding of what it means for our God to become one of us, to save us from our sins and to offer us new life. We ask you to calm our minds and calm our hearts and help us know that what we are doing right now is the most important thing we do. We make all these prayers in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. In our gospel reading today, we hear three questions asked over and over and over. A crowd comes to John the Baptist and says, what should we do? And then tax collectors come to, G- or come to John the Baptist and they say, what should we do? And then soldiers come to John the Baptist and they say, what should we do? And I think when I was looking at those questions, I think that's a good question. I think a lot of times when we come to church, we should always ask, what should I be doing this upcoming week? Or what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? And four words came to mind as I was praying with this particular gospel and the readings of Rejoice Sunday. And the first word is rejection. The second word is reconciliation. The third word is rejoicing. And the fourth word is reinviting. So why rejection? Well, rejection is what we are doing as a community, not as individuals. Some are doing well at this, but as a community, we are rejecting the invitation to go to confession, which is the word reconciliation. And a lot of us, if we reject the invitation to go to confession, what happens is we live with revenge. And revenge, as we hear in our Alpha series, if you haven't done Alpha yet, you'll hear about this when you participate in the course. But they say revenge is like expecting somebody else to suffer by you drinking poison. Right? You drink the poison and you expect other people to suffer. And revenge is a poison. And when we reject the invitation to receive God's mercy and be right with our God, we are the ones who suffer. We are the ones who suffer and the, word, the second word is reconciliation. That's what we need to be doing. So rejection is what we are doing. What we need to be doing is reconciliation. We need to be accepting the invitation to go to confession. Confession is one of the most neglected sacraments. And I think the Lord knows more than we do. Hopefully you can admit that. The Lord knows better than we do. Because after Jesus resurrected from the dead, the first gift, the first sacrament he gave to his church was a sacrament of confession. He breathed the Holy Spirit upon the apostles in the upper room in John chapter 20. And he gave them the authority to bind and loose, to forgive or not forgive sins. That's what Jesus did. And when we don't do that, when we don't participate in the sacrament of reconciliation, we're actually not considered a practicing Catholic. So I don't know if you know this or not. I'm hoping you take this as a sign of, I didn't know that. But the church asks us to go to confession at least once a year, at least one time a year, in order to be considered a practicing Catholic. And it also means to be in a state of grace, to make sure that we can receive communion worthily. And even in our gospel reading today, we even had a little bit of an examination of conscience. And I think the Lord is putting these before us to know that the true meaning to rejoice, which is the third word, the true meaning to rejoice is knowing that you're forgiven. Is knowing that you're forgiven. And maybe just do a, an examination of conscience with me as we look at our, second, or our gospel reading today. And we look at that reading and it just says, as they go to John the Baptist saying, what should we do? And he says, well, if you have two cloaks, if you have a lot of clothes, start giving some away. 
Don't be a hoarder, right? If you have excess, give it away. Don't hold on to it. And then he said, if you have extra food, give that to the poor as well. And I think in this, in this day and age, it also means intellectual food. If you're smart, go teach. If you're a good teacher and you know the faith well, go spread the faith, right? And if you have extra food, by all means, give it to the poor. Don't hold on to it. And then the, and then the, the scribes and Pharisees, the scribes, um, excuse me, the tax collectors come to John the Baptist and say, what should we do? He says, does anybody remember what he said? I have to look at my own notes here. I apologize. Yeah, he actually said, stop collecting more than what is prescribed, right? So are we taking in too much? Are we taking in too much? Or are we giving away? And that can be in your work. That could be in your school. That could be in your day-to-day life. Are you taking in more than what you need? The third one, a soldier said, what should we do? And, he sa- and, and Jesus said, don't falsely accuse anyone. How well do you know your neighbor? Are you being judgmental? Let that go. Don't do that, right? So we had a little bit of an examination of conscience. And when we give that, that judgment, when we give that sin to Jesus in the confessional, we're able to rejoice. And we're able to actually apply the gospel and see the joy, why we would always say thank you. Because our second reading today, St. Paul says, have no anxiety at all. I hear a lot. People struggle with anxiety. They struggle with a lot of different things, the opinions of others, They struggle with fitting in. They struggle with knowing that could God really love a sinner like them? But in confession, we we do know. And we give thanks and praise to our God for that. Because every single Mass you hear these words in the Eucharistic prayers, it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. Our duty, we are created to give thanks and praise to God. And when we complain... We get kind of like curmudgeon-y. We get bitter. We get dark. And I struggle with that myself. And even last weekend, I wasn't here because I went to go baptize my nephew, Abel. And we had about 15 to 20 Webers in one house. And if you get 15 to 20 Webers in one house, there's going to be tension, let me tell you. And you could have cut it with a knife, especially as we were heading into something as holy as a baptism. And I knew this reading was coming. And hopefully you're not like, is this the first time we've ever had a pink candle? This is the 32nd year of my life, so there's been a pink candle there. And it's always, I know this reading's coming all the time, where St. Paul says, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So I was just praying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because the reality is, when we complain, we're giving the devil an inch after inch after inch. And we don't complain, the Lord takes miles of just darkness and puts his light in there. And I kept praying that. And the amount of peace that I had, because I, I told the devil, I'm not going to give you an inch. I'm not going to let you ruin this day for this little bugger who's going to be baptized today. I'm not going to let you ruin this day in my family. And I'm not going to lose my peace over this. Because when we do that, and we make a request known to God with thanksgiving, no matter what darkness we might be going through, What happens is the word of God that we hear from St. Paul. It says, Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts, minds, in Christ Jesus. What that means is you can buy me the best car. You can buy me the biggest house. You can buy me the coolest cell phone, iPad. You can take me to the moon and back, and I could care less. Because if I know that I'm forgiven, if I receive the mercy of God, that joy, that amount of rejoicing, you can't buy that. You can't smoke it. You can't eat it. It's the best. 
And we should, maybe even with the word rejoicing, maybe we should use the word bouncing. We should be bouncing in knowing the fact that we are forgiven and we can be forgiven and that we have the sacrament of confession available, which I will be offering after Mass. Because the invitation is before us and a lot of times we don't come because maybe we think, I'm not really that bad of a person. Pride, right there, is a sin. Or maybe we think, you know, there's really no way that Jesus could really forgive me. If he really knew my sins, my nastiness, my darkness, there's no way he could forgive me. And there's a lie. There's a few lies in there. And even when we talk about divine mercy, when we talk about the fact that God can forgive you, the fact is that there is no sin greater than God's mercy. There is no sin greater than God's mercy. And those who have the greatest sin... I'm talking about like the big nasty sins, the ones that we really, really, really regret. You all have first right to God's mercy. First right. That's like saying like whoever would be the Hitler of our society, whoever would be the Mussolini or the shooter at Las Vegas last year, they would be the first ones to be in confession because God loves us backwards. He seeks out the greatest sinner to bring him his mercy, to bring him his, to bring him his joy. And to know that we have a God that loves us so much he loves us so much. He gave us the gift of confession, the sacrament of confession through his priest to let you know that you're not alone, to let you know that whatever you're going through, you indeed can be forgiven, and you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't receive mercy, you can't give mercy. If you don't receive mercy, you can't give mercy. And we receive mercy primarily through our baptism, and we get back in a state of grace by going to confession. So rejection, reconciliation, rejoicing, and reinviting. I think a lot of us, we need to, we need to keep on reinviting. A lot of you are fighting for your families. I want to say, don't give up. And a lot of you are praying like crazy for your family, especially those ones who don't come to church very often, the ones who seem to be angry at God or don't think God exists anymore. And I want to encourage you to not give up. Because a lot of you always tell me, privately, Father, don't give up. You're making a difference. But I'm here to tell you that your prayers always make a difference, and nor should you give up. Because we have a God that always comes to us with joy. We even hear in our first reading today, and I, I'm wondering, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? It says that he will rejoice over you. When you think of God who is Father, Son, and Spirit coming to you, do you think of him rejoicing over you? Or do you think of him being like, not worth it? And it says he'll renew you in your love. So if you are frustrated, if you are discouraged, if you are just tired, the Lord wants to renew you. He wants to give you new life. And it says he will sing joyfully because of you. Our God is so excited to be with you. And if you don't think, if you don't think of like excitement, it doesn't come up in your vocabulary, the word excitement of being with God, then you don't know Jesus. You don't know the one that created the 100 to 200 billion universes who became one of us and chose to come on our planet out of any other universe, out of any other planet. He came to this one. And he would have done it for you if you were the only person on earth. And until we get that to go from our heads to our hearts, everything we do here is pointless. We have to know that. We have to experience that. We have to say, Lord, I accept it. Because if we don't, as we hear in John 3, 17, we're actually damning ourselves. Because the truth is, is that you are worth it. The truth is that the Lord rejoices in you. And the truth is, is that maybe we don't understand what Christmas is all about. Because a sign that maybe we don't get it, a sign that we don't understand Christmas, 
is that we run from or we avoid the sacrament of confession. Because Jesus didn't come here just to be a baby and for us to sing joy to the world one day of the year. He wants us to say, jo- sing joy to the world every stinking second of every stinking day, of every stinking week, of every stinking month, of every stinking year until we die. So we can know the fulfillment of that joy when we get to heaven. And we can't give up on that joy. We can't give up on rejoicing. So every day this week, after every daily Mass, Father Matt and I will be offering confession. We started this weekend. I'll be offering confession after this. And my thing is to know that the light will always be on for you. The Lord is always waiting for you just to take that little bit of 10, 15 minutes. And who cares about the packaging for like five seconds? And just come to him and know that he loves giving you his mercy. And setting you free from whatever lies you believe in. Setting you free from whatever anxiety you believe in about yourself. That things can't get better. Or worrying about other things. Because if you know you're forgiven, if you truly accept it, there's nothing better than that. And that should leave us bouncing out of the confessional. That should leave us skipping out of the confessional. So wherever you are hopeless, the Lord's saying, I'm ready to put hope there. Wherever you are joyless, the Lord is saying, I want to put joy there. Wherever you are loveless, the Lord says, I want to put love there. And he's saying, don't give up for those of you who are persevering. And he's calling all of us who avoid the confessional to come to him. To know that you can be forgiven. And to know that he wants to set you free. So you can truly experience what Gaudate Sunday is all about. Which is knowing that you can be forgiven. Which is knowing that you are lovable. Which is knowing that whatever struggle you're going through, you're not alone in that. So as we enter into this Mass, let us remember what we receive on this altar is Jesus. It's not a wafer. It's not just wine. It's changed and transubstantiated into his body and blood. And if he can change wine and bread into his body and blood, just imagine what he can do with you.